It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character as we do every single week. We talk their good points, their bad points and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always I am joined by my partner in crime Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? It's going well Connor. That was one of the best intros you've ever done. Was it? Was it? Well, top... You know, 99. Top 99, that's what I'm going for. It is week 98. It's, so, you know, it's, it's, wait, that makes no sense, Matt's voice, hang on. <laughs> um, so this is Hero Zero Shot, what do we do here? Uh, so, this is a show where we take one comic book character every single week. Uh, could be DC, could be Marvel. Uh, you usually take DC, I usually take Marvel. And we just give you a bit of a rundown about their powers and abilities and everything to do with that character. Exactly. Now, this week I decided to go against the grain. Now, I'm known mm. as maybe the chap that rambles a bit too much, Sean. Maybe his it, heroes, heroes they, they maybe they leak into the 40-minute zone quite a lot. <laughs> Three and quarters of a Connor, they call it. <laughs> So they call it. <laughs> My mum hates that. <laughs> like, when are we going to the dentist? Ah, oh, three quarters of a cutter. Would you shut up? <laughs> just what fucking time is it, son? <laughs> just say 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> me, me in primary school. Teacher, teacher, I know. I know tell time. Oh, here we um, go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is normally what happens. But this week I decided... I'm going to get a compact character. I'm going to get a character who's interesting and good, but hopefully I'm not going to go mad, as is normally the case. And so, this week I have chosen the character Wildcat, Mr. Ted Grant. Ted Grant. Uh, I I have no frame of reference for this character at all. Mm. Now, that's interesting because Wildcat has been... Linked to every other one of our favourite DC heroes in some way, most of them. 
especially, that's very interesting then. Yes, and he has been around since 1942, and he was one of... He's basically a mainstay in the Justice Society of America, so he's mostly seen as like a legendary character. He was from the very start. He was created by Bill Finger and Erwin Hazen. Oh, Bill Finger, the man who created Batman. Ah, come on, now what about Bob Kane? Well, Bob Kane had an idea of a Batman. <laughs> Here, I drew the stick man. Fill in the blanks yourself, Bill. Do I found this picture of do. a bat on the street. <laughs> wow, look at that flying thing. I've got an idea, Bill. <laughs> um, so, yes, Wildcat is the character we are going to be doing this week. He was also in Arrow Season 3. Um, for anyone oh? who doesn't know, he was the retired boxer who taught Laurel Lance how to fight. Oh, okay. Not to... Yes. Was that not Bronze Tiger? Or is that another... That's a different character. Right, okay. Another Mm. ex-fighter. Feline-based. Okay, fair enough. Wildcat. Mm. Interesting. Wildcat, yeah. So, um, Henry Grant, this is Wildcat's father, was a good man. But a pushover as well as a risk-taker. Many (laughs) bad and good qualities. One good thing... Two bad things, that's what they say. Yeah, but to, to be pushover and risk-taker, that's not a good intersection, I think. <laughs> not a good combo of a Venn diagram. Um, Bet all your money took, on that. <laughs> but I'm scared to do it. Um, <laughs> he, took a, he took it upon himself to make sure his son Ted would never be taken advantage of. Henry taught Ted how to box from a very young age, and when he reached maturity, Ted had become a wildcat in the sport of boxing. Unfortunately, Henry's shortcomings left him penniless, and he was unable to put Ted through college. Ted had no other choice but to take on the loading jobs in the East End Warehouse District. So he gets a job loading loading trucks up in the East End, because his family is poor, because his father, Henry, he's a pushover, and a risk-taker, and a bit of a dickhead. Right, okay, but look, he taught his son to box. Like, his heart was in the right place, is what the saddest thing is. It's like, it's like no, I don't yeah. want my son to end up like me. But also, because I'm me, I can't, like, put him through college and stuff like that. And so it was on one fateful night at the warehouse that Ted's life would change forever, Sean. Oh, one God. of the warehouse unloaders was being ambushed by a couple of tugs. And Ted sees this. And he jumps into action and he fights off the tugs and the onloader who he saves is astonished by how Ted is able to read each tug's move before they even make it in the fight. So he basically just fucks these guys up. Jesus. Yeah. And it, this the is tugs- before he's like a superhero. He's just a man yes. right now. He's just a dude who's good at fighting. The tugs run off in fear and Ted recognises the unloader as Mike Soccer Smith Muldoon. So the, his unloader Sorry? who he's doing the job with. Soccer Smith Muldoon is this boxer's name. Amazing. Amazing yes. boxing name. <laughs> Mike Soccer Smith Muldoon. So he's a washed up prize fighter who's kind of taking this unloading gig on the side. He starts getting mugged and he finds this young kid fights off all these guys and he's like, fucking hell. This guy has a serious fighting technique. And Muldoon, Muldoon decides to promote Ted as basically like he's the next big thing in boxing. Like, yeah. this guy's going to make it. And he pushes him into the boxing world. And after a string of knockouts and pro bouts, Ted was eventually hailed as Wildcat in the boxing ring. Fuck, okay. So he's... He, 
because he saved this ex-boxer, he's now top of the boxing world, essentially. Well, I think the case goes that he saved his, his good, his kindness led this ex-boxer to be like, I'll train you, kid. We'll do it together. I see. Oh, man, that's good. And it, Wildcat is his, like, ring persona name kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Um, and so Ted inspired Muldoon to take up boxing again. So Ted, when he gets high, like high up the rankings, say Muldoon is like maybe in early forties. You know, like I'm thinking of Daredevil's father in the movie Daredevil. Like yeah. he's that level of age. So he's just after coming off his peak, and he's on the downslope. And Ted is kind of like, "You have it in you. You get back into it as well. And me and you can be like top of boxing together." No, like, Connor, it's gonna you're, be you're great. telling me this backstory, but we haven't had a tragedy yet. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Ted inspired Muldoon to take up boxing again. It's all good. It's all positive. Good news. Everyone good news. calm down. And that's the end. And then oh. he's Wildcat as a boxer. <laughs> Excellent. Go- oh, wow. What a good report, Connor. And it was short. You were right. <laughs> and soon, both men gained even more notoriety. Fans of both Muldoon and Ted wanted to see who would come out on top in a matchup because they both basically came up either side um, of the competition and they were knocking guys out left, right and centre and everyone's kind of like, we want to see the young whippersnapper against the legend, Muldoon. Um, and a local crime boss named Victor Moretti wanted Muldoon to take a dive but Muldoon refused after Grant backed him up. So they finally get this big fight, Muldoon versus Ted. And yeah. M- Muldoon, Soccer Smith Muldoon, um, the gangster's kind of like, I want you to take a fall in the seventh, kid. Take a fall in the seventh, kid. That's what he says and to Muldoon's him. like, no way, Jose. <laughs> and he, sw- he like sways his finger back and forth. No way, Jose. <laughs> right? So well, um, that's me told. <laughs> Gangster's like fuck this guy's not to be messed with <laughs> fuck up um, and so Grant backs him up so Ted is kind of like no he's not taking a fall Like we want to give the fans what they want we want to give them a proper fight because the two of them are very respectable gentlemen um, and left with only one option as the two fighters both agreed that they were going to back each other up because they are friends and say like yeah. we're not taking a fall Moretti decided to buy the loyalty of Ted's manager, Flint, the Skinner, Fane. Oh, that's not a good guy name, is it? No. Fane Skinner. Put, Fane put a, get this, a poisoned needle in one of Ted's boxing mitts. What? Yes! The needle was triggered to spring with the push of a remote control button that was in Fane's possession. So This is elaborate. Has, this is very elaborate. Over a tub of sharks, he said. But um, Fane's... The whole idea is that he's put this needle of poison in the in um, Ted's boxing glove. And so when Ted and Muldoon are fighting, he's going to press a button... And poison them, even though neither of them wanted this fight to end. Like, just they don't want to lie to the audience. They want it to be completely um, by the numbers. Yeah, like an actual, like a fair fight. Yeah, and so during the fight, Moretti gives Fade the signal. He gives him the old tap nose, Mister Burns. He starts like swinging his arms and everything. Um, Moretti gives Fade the signal, and Fade activates the trigger. Within a few seconds, Muldoon began staggering around the arena until he finally collapsed. 
the authorities found the needle and Ted was placed under arrest because Fuck. it looked it did look like he was the one who killed him Jesus so he's killed his best friend without meaning to and yeah. also he's now disgraced as a boxer oh that's a double whammy That that's a boxing term I think <laughs> And I think it's a one-two uniflu is the boxing term. <laughs> the, um, um, so what happens to Ted? Is also, first of all, very sad about Muldoon. But hmm. what happens to Ted after this? So Moretti began to panic because Ted could implicate him in what had happened in the ring after he gets arrested. And so Moretti tells Fane to fix the problem by making sure oh. Ted... Dan doesn't get to the precinct. Oh, he's going to send him on holidays. <laughs> send him to the Barbados. Nobody yeah. will talk about me over there. He'll be too happy. He'll be, be too busy drinking out of coconuts. <laughs> um, Fane uses his car to run Ted's police transport off the road. He absolutely just smashes them off the road. The cops were killed in the accident, but Ted survives barely. Jesus, it's like that scene in The Dark Knight. Um, yes, where, uh, with the Lamborghini. Yeah, where he just rams it the into the side of the police truck. The Lamborghini then, much more subtle. <laughs> Very good. Flawless as always, Michael. <laughs> He's here. Oh, there he goes. Fair play to him. Um, all of this was blamed on Ted himself. So Ted also gets blamed for the police being oh, no. killed. <laughs> One, two, Uni flew. He's just there sitting in the car, just like, I didn't fucking do anything. <laughs> and that's where um, Ted then goes on the run. So he's away, He's trying to get away from the police. And while he's on the road, he runs into um, a young lad who has a comic book on him. And in the comic book, he, has the, he talks about the Green Lantern. And Ted just hears about this Green Lantern or superhero or whatever. And he's kind of like, I could be a hero. Like, I could use my fighting powers for good. And so that one incident with the kid um, basically drives him on to being a wildcat. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to do good. Even if I'm a vigilante, the police are after me, I'm going to do good. But first of all, he's going to have to clear his name. Yeah, And after the poisonous needle event, he did clear his name. And his adventures began as Wildcat because he arrested the two of them. Um, he, he arrested Moretti and Fane and both of them eventually agreed after he kept punching them. <laughs> <Soon> after, <laughs> Just over and over. And he's very good at punching, <laughs> as we've learned. So uh, as Wildcat, Ted made Fane confess to the poison needle. And Fane was arrested for murder of Muldoon. And then, of course, Fane... Um, basically mentioned Moretti and then Moretti was arrested for, soon after so he used his wildcat persona to put it all right clear his name he's back so now he is wildcat and his name is clear so he's free to go about his business okay so and everyone's been brought to justice for the murder of his friend yes true that's okay and so I find the kid who was reading the Green Lantern comic that's in the DC universe right yes so there's comics written about existing Either heroes the kid was holding a comic book or maybe the kid started telling him about green lantern right so green okay. lantern may have existed in that universe he's like have you heard of green lantern it's amazing okay i like as well that he's like okay even whatever happens i'm just gonna do good in the world 
Because that's been his yeah. MO from the start. He just does what's right. He, he's just trying to be good. And so this was at the very start. That was his first adventure. That, that was probably the best thing that encapsulates Wildcat, just in terms of, like, he has tragedy, but he uses that tragedy to make himself a better person. And so in the 60s, he became a regular member of the Justice Society of America, which is some, a team we talked about last week, or the week before. Um, and it's just... The Justice Society of America came before the Justice League. There would be no Justice League without the JSA. And they were kind of like the first superhero team-up that all came together. And he became a regular member of that. And I think Wildcat is best known for being a member of the JSA, even to this day. That's that's quite like a roster to be on. And for someone I've never heard of before, that's... And what I like about him is that... He's just kind of doing his thing, is he? Like he's he's not. Um, what, how will I how will I put this? He's not kind of involved in everything, but he's just kind of always there. If that makes sense. Well, why he's always there is you're going to find out now in a second. In just he he intersects with a lot of heroes that have come through DC, especially anyone who's involved in fighting. Um, but the main thing, they've kind of changed his backstory. He was in Batman the Bra- in The Brave and the Bold as well. And his origin story has taken a slight updating after Crisis. And that was he became an undefeated boxing champion. And he retired a boxing champion. And oh, so he left on top. Yeah, he left on top. But I think it's more interesting if he then takes advice from that little kid. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do good no matter what. Which is the original origin story. Um... So, Ted is credited with being an expert at combat, though he prefers to trade punches as part of his brawling style. Even in in his advanced years, on several occasions, Ted has knocked out experienced fighters with a single punch. Um, In the wake of Zero Hour, Wildcat retired from active crime fighting and again became a full-time trainer in his role as a professional boxer. He continues to train younger superheroes in the martial arts. Some of those younger heroes that he has trained in boxing. So, the, the, the line I'm going to give is, he is known as the best boxer in DC. Like, straight okay. up boxer. And so, in that form of fighting, he is the absolute best. Jesus, that is that's a claim to fame right there. Mm. Because there are some he good has, fighters in DC, and they've all been trained by him, which you will find out. <laughs> he um, he has trained Black Canary. He's he's also trained Batman in boxing. Bat- uh, Wildcat is the man that Batman went to when he was learning all of the different types of fighting. Really? Yes. That's insane. <laughs> yeah so like he goes to Lady Shiva to learn about all different types of other ty- like other styles of fighting and when he wanted to get to a brawler become the greatest brawler he went to Wildcat because Wildcat is the best hand to hand just puncher in DC yeah and like if Batman gets in a street fight like he can he knows what to look for kind of thing then because uh, you know your thug on the street is not going to fight like a trained assassin Mm. It's gonna be it's gonna be a different style. That is mad because you always see in the Batman stories, oh I travelled around the world and learned from the experts. But I never I never really thought about oh no, like he we could see one of those experts. And that he could be just a mainstay. 
Yeah, like, Wildcat is, he's also set in Gotham. I don't know if that's, I don't know, he's not part of, like, the whole Gotham, Batman, Robin, Nightwing, all that whole area. I think he just lives in Gotham. That's just his city. Yeah. Um, and so, he is an expert hand-to-hand combatant. Besides being considered the world's greatest boxer to ever live, Ted is a master in Krav Maga, Muay Thai, and many other martial art forms. In the DC Universe, where people like Lady Shiva, Deathstroke, Red Arrow, Red Arrow, Cheshire, Nightwing, Red Hood, and many others pride themselves on their ability to fight. Being considered the best at any fighting style definitely says something about you. Oh yeah, and I like as well that he's, uh, from what you're telling me, he's kind of aged fairly regularly uh, in DC Comics. Like He was a vigilante and a superhero, and now he's a trainer. I really like yeah, he's, that. He's he's older. He's he's retired multiple times, and then kind of comes back out of retirement and fucks some people up. Um, now this is where it gets a bit magical because it was revealed that Ted was once um, he was a curse was once placed upon him by a sorcerer named oh. King Inferno, and the curse was basically because the the sorcerer was like a bit of a dickhead. He's like, right, I'll turn you into a cat, and so the sorcerer. Um, Basics. I think the idea was the sorcerer wanted Ted to throw a boxing match, and Ted, of course, was like, "No." For As some sorcerers often sorcerer, do. It did. Wizards are big into the heavyweight boxing scene, and he's like, "I want you to knock Tyson down and then fall down yourself." And he's like, "I'm not doing it." So he's like, "Right, well, they'll turn you into a wildcat forever." Then he 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 he, and so he goes to put this spell or curse on him. And the magician Zatara, who is Zatanna's mother, um, right. from years back, she alters the curse. Now, she can't get rid of the curse, but she's like, I can help you in some way. So he goes to I, her I and can she's mess like, right, what it. I can do, I can mess with it. So she actually changes the curse so that he doesn't turn into a cat, but he possesses nine lives Fuck as a off. result of the magician. Yes. Okay, I was... For once, I thought we'd have just a ground level. <laughs> like, no, no bullshit, no. man. <laughs> but he has so, literal nine <laughs> lives. Ted was given nine lives as opposed to being turned into a cat, as the King Inferno wanted. Since Ted, Ted has lost his nine lives as a result of a variety of deaths, many Ooh. which occurred off paddle. Um, <laughs> however, in GSA 34, Mordu told Ted that he had nine lives for every cycle. Although Mordu did not define a cycle's duration. This meant that Ted had somehow regained his spent lives at any given moment. In GSA 36, this was confirmed. Ted, ga- Ted gained nine lives at some stage. Meaning that this is the actual curse. Or the, the changed curse. That he has to be killed nine times in rapid succession to be killed permanently. Fuck. So a cycle could be... He doesn't know, like, he hasn't nailed it down. So that could be either 24 hours or, like, 10 years. Yeah, they don't know. So what you would have to do is you'd have to shoot him in the head, then stand over his body, wait till he wakes up, shoot him in the head again, and just do that nine times every time he wakes up. Just, and, yeah, so he needs to be shot in the head ten times then. Yeah, because the last one will be his last life. Yeah, nine times in rapid succession he has to be killed. Fuck me, that is... I mean, it's it's kind of still a curse then, because he can't die ordinarily then. Like, he can't have a natural death ever. 
and that's why he ages slowly. That's why he's been around since the forties. Like he's de-aged a lot. He's he ages, but he normally stays around. Like he has the body, or say he's seventy, but he has the body of a thirty-year-old. Right. Okay. And he, and presumably he just gets better and better at fighting then because he's around for so long. Yeah, he just perfects it. Like, what can you do? Um, in terms of who he's trained, by the way, I didn't mention this, but he has trained the likes of, as I said, Batman, also Barbara Gordon, Mr. Terrific, and Superman. Superman came to Wildcat when he wanted to improve hand-to-hand combat, which I don't understand, because if you're Superman, you just, like, blow someone into, like, down to Holland or something, <laughs> like, if you need yeah. to. Do you think it was for, like, his Clark Kent persona that if he got mugged, he could actually fight him off and didn't have to pretend to be a wimp? It, it could be. Like, who knows? Uh, like, But the idea that Superman came to Ted Grant and is like, teach me how to fight. Yeah, oh yeah, like, teach me how to throw a punch, because I'm just doing my best at the minute. So, as well, Ted has in circumstances has shown the ability to read body movement and predict and know where his opponent will strike before they do, allowing himself to defend against it. Now, that's not, like, magical. He's just an amazing fighter and he knows what you're going to do based off your body movement. I love that in a in like a superhero or even like that's a thing people can do to a certain extent in real life but i Mm. i just think that's such uh it's such a clever way of showing how skilled someone is like they don't even need to process what you're doing they just know by looking at you and i think a lot of people like a lot of people recognize that even in facial features like you know how someone feels just by like maybe their body language or something if you're able to read body language so it's just it's just a stretch of that if you fight every day for five years eventually you're going to be able to think okay he's probably going to do that he's standing slightly on the heel of his foot he's probably about to move into this move yeah and you take it all in in an instant like yeah, um, so Wildcat has extra lives, as seen in the brief skirmish between Power Girl, Wildcat, and the new Crimson Avenger, in which Wildcat was shot several times but did not die. It has recently been re- revealed that Ted has an endless number of extra lives, as well as his other meta abilities include slowed aging and heightened senses. His eyes are sharp enough to see further than any human can, and he can see perfectly in pl- pitch black. Um, all his powers, all his powers were granted to him by Zatara, who countered the curse originally. So he has basically the eyesight of a cat, and um, he has heightened senses, and he's de-aged. That's a pretty like, it, it is like a fantastic set of powers, but they, they could have gone such a different direction with it. I essentially turned them into like a Wolverine type character, you know. True, but I think, this, but I think this he's, is way cooler. He, yeah, I, I think it's a more interesting way. It's not the way you would normally go. So in terms of powers and abilities, as I've mentioned a lot of them, uh, Resurrection, he possesses the ability to return from the dead. However, he cannot <laughs> come back to life if he is killed nine consecutive times in a row. Um, decelerated aging, so the process that enables Ted to return from the dead has also re, um, slowed down his aging process, enabling him to keep himself in peak physical condition. His aging processes were further slowed down by exposure to the energies wielded by a character called Ian Karakul in their first encounter in 1941, <laughs> which I think is just a roundabout way to say it. His aging has slowed down again. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very slow at aging. Um, 
So in Han's vision, he has pre uh, he has eyesight that allows him to see in the dark. He once claimed to have witnessed Doctor Midnight perform open heart surgery in total darkness. Uh, in terms of abilities, he has martial arts. Um, so he has taught obviously all of those people how to use uh, their skills and boxing is his main thing so Ted's favourite foremost and first learned combat skill was and always will be boxing no matter how big the opponent or how seemingly impossible the odds might be in or out of combat Wildcat always has a chance once it goes to a boxing match (laughs) (laughs) any situation that he can just finish with boxing You'll never beat him. Yeah, if you square up, he will kill you. (laughs) That's so cool. I really like this dude. I want to see more of him. Um, And so, yeah, that's that's actually my report on Wildcat. It's a character that's been around since the 40s, has not really had that much loving, but has taught all of our favourite characters how to fight. Uh, Yeah, and, like, I love when those like golden age of comics characters i love when they stick around and are updated because for a lot of them they they do keep a lot of the original elements of them like even if it's as simple as oh he just wants to fight for good that's still enough of an element to keep yeah and he's normally seen as like the the old dog so like batman goes to him and he's kind of like an older gentleman's like what have you heard in around these parts uh, you're in the, he, yeah. he runs his own boxing club so maybe the, the guy that Batman is tracking is involved in the boxing he's like what, what have you heard Wildcat and Wildcat's like yeah. he comes across as like a 70 year old like grizzled vet the, yeah who you just call in for one more job when you need him yeah cause he's always the best if you need like a, a heavy hitter you need a tank let's get Wildcat in that's so cool I love Wildcat now I'm a new fan <laughs> And as I said, he's in Arrow Season 3, but he teaches uh, Laurel how to box. If I remember correctly, this is many years ago, obviously. Um, But he teaches Laurel how to become Black Canary, which he would have to be the greatest teacher ever because she's Black Canary after, like, Episode 5. So, I mean, and that's kind of where that show lost me. But, yeah, Um, (laughs) that is is Wildcat Show. Would you like to take us out? Yes, thank you, Connor, for that report. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesdays, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thank you goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon who help who support us over there. You guys are all amazing. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, the link to that is patreon.com slash heroesforhirepodcast, or there's a link to that in the description if you want to support us over there. Um, the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist, Connor. J- just the one, please. Just please. We can't handle this, the fame, guys. It'll go to our heads. <laughs> it's already gone to mine. <laughs> this is true. Imagine how much worse it could get. Um, <laughs> we're also on all the social medias. They're all linked below. Or you can email us. Here's for hire underscore at outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think so too. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. 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 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.